Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. On today's podcast episode, I am chatting with Kaylin Asher. And this was such an interesting interview for me because when Kaylin told me she has a three-day work week, I was like, what? How do you have a three-day work week? Now, granted, I don't work full days, full time, five days a week. I have flexibility in my schedule. But man, when she said three-day work week, I could get on board with that. So I knew I had to bring her on the podcast to kind of dive into what is this three-day work week and how do you do it? And Kaylin and I talk all about that, but we also talk about mindset as a business owner and how Kaylin got to where she is today. You're going to love this episode. Let me tell you a little bit about Kaylin and then we will dive on in. So Kaylin Asher is a business coach with a three-day work week, a mom of two, and the founder of Success Made Simple, an accelerator for women entrepreneurs who want to build an abundantly profitable business in part-time hours. Her masterminds and teachings have helped thousands of women upgrade their lives and businesses with her simple strategies for working less, making more, and living better. Kaylin lives in Bucks County, Pennsylvania with her husband, two small daughters, and a spunky dog named Olive. Let's go ahead and meet Kaylin. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right, Kaylin, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks, Aubrey. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into all the nitty gritty of what we're going to talk about today, which I am so excited about, I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself to my audience, tell them who you are, what you do, um, and all that, all the good stuff. We want to hear it. Sure. Of course. Happy to share. So I am a business coach. I work with women entrepreneurs who want to master the mindset and the skills necessary to grow an abundant, thriving business while working flexible part-time hours. And the reason I got started doing this work is because I've got two little kiddos and what sounded really good to me, and I had no idea if it would work at the time, was having a three-day work week. And so I stepped into that. And as I did and started really thinking about how to intentionally create this schedule in a way that supports me and my family, it unlocked so many things for me. It unlocked a personal growth journey. It unlocked business success, lots more clients coming in. And I realized that there was so much to this of really thinking about how to create the life and business that you want and being sort of unapologetic about it and just stepping towards it and embracing it. 
I've been an entrepreneur for a really long time. Ever since I graduated college, I've never had a traditional job. I've explored lots of different industries. I started out in interior design. I got certified as a yoga teacher. I did some like freelance writing and blogging when, you know, that was huge back in like 2008. And so it's been, it's been a journey. I've been um, a business coach for just over five years now and really, really loving it. And something that I love is that I'm able to bring all this life experience and all of these and sort of all these bits and pieces of the stuff I've done along the way into this business now and serve in a way that feels really aligned for me. So I'm excited to be here and chat about all of it. Yeah, such a good point you brought up too about all the different like journeys that we go on to because I think when you find the thing that you are really passionate about that you feel super aligned with, like I, that's where I'm at right now. Sometimes you're like, oh gosh, I wish I would have arrived here sooner. I wish I would have, you know, figured this out from the get-go. So but I think it's really important to be touched on like all these different pieces of our journey make us who we are now and make us that right person to be. Cause I think sometimes we'd like to get picked up where we are right now and plopped into like our future self or like those future goals that we have. And sometimes we have to remember that we're not, we're not there yet. And even if we were picked up and put into that place, we probably wouldn't have all the skills necessary to be able to, you know, maintain that, that success. Do you agree with that? Oh, completely. And I love that you brought that up because I was actually having a conversation like this with a woman in my program who was saying, oh my goodness, it's so hard right now. I just, you know, I feel so uncertain about my business. And it's like, would you want to, would you want to jump forward five years? And at first she was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. I was like, no, really think about this five years of your life, your kids will be five years older. You'll be five years older, all of the experiences and the fun times and yeah, the lessons too, but all of that just gone in an instant jumped forward. And when we played that out, she really saw that, oh, right now, right now it's fine. Like I'm going to start where I'm at and be as okay with it as I can be. And let it be enough for right now, because you have to begin where you're at. Otherwise you're going to have so much resistance trying to move forward because you're going to be feeling like you're constantly behind. And mm -hmm. that's something I, you know, I speak, I'm able to share that because that's how I feel a lot of the time. It's like, Oh, I should, I should be a little further than I am. And I think that's how a lot of us feel as, as business women, as entrepreneurs, as freelancers, that we should be a little further along. And that's something I'm really prioritizing in my coaching and my programs is a heavy focus on mindset and personal growth, because I think a business journey is one of the most powerfully expansive journeys that we can be on. I mean, along with, I mean, along with like parenting and long-term relationships, like those types of things, they arrive in our lives and they really push us to our edge in a lot of cases. And so I always make sure that there's a lot of support, not just with like the strategic business stuff, because that almost takes care of itself, but you need to make sure that you're feeling grounded and that you have a, a toolbox for your, for your head and what's going on inside of it. Cause otherwise you're going to keep stopping yourself. So, so true. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because that I, I believe that 1000% and I was just talking about this, you know, in, in your regular traditional jobs um, and you, I mean, you've been on this journey for a while, so I'm sure that you can relate to this, but I know like in my teaching job, um, I never want to like toot my own horn, but I was good at it. It came naturally to me. It was easy to me. I didn't have to push myself out of my comfort zone to do my job on a day-to-day -day basis. I was complacent almost. And I think that's why 
a big part of me wanted to pursue something different because I'm like, I, I like to be challenged. I like to push the limit. I like to get uncomfortable because I know that's going to bring out the best side of me. But we, when we go on this business journey, like we, not only, like you said, like, not only are we growing like our business and seeing success, but like the, you know, the past two and a half years for me have like been the biggest personal growth journey that I've ever been on. I'm like discovering new things about me. I'm trying new things. I have people in my everyday life. They're like, oh my gosh, I could never do what you do. And I'm like, you could, but it does, it does take that work. So great, great segue into what we're going to talk about as far as mindset goes, because I know that mindset plays a huge role in business. I think it's like 90% of the game here. And if you don't have that in check, your success, it's going to be very, very, you know, a long windy road. You're going to get stuck. You're going to come across obstacles. So what kind of things have you seen with the women that you work with as far as mindset and how it plays into business and success? One of the common patterns that I notice is just this feeling of, of not being ready, not being good enough. Who am I to do this work or show up in this way? It's, it's what a lot of people refer to as imposter syndrome. And for a long time, I have to admit, I didn't really get that. I think I'm, I'm been wired as an entrepreneur from the get-go. I started my first businesses when I was really young. Like I remember trying to sell decorated seashells at the beach one summer. And um, my friend and I started a, a party service business where we'd go in and, and work parties and like serve and clean up and do all that stuff. And we were making like 30 bucks an hour when all our friends were making minimum wage at the job they hated. So I think I've been wired in that way, but no matter how prepared we feel like we are, there's going to be something that arrives at some point where you're like, oh, am I really ready? Who am I? And I, I see a lot of women like collecting programs and certifications and trainings and trying to, I guess, essentially prove that they're ready or prove that they've done enough or they've learned enough or that essentially they are enough. And so that's why I love making sure that this concept of mindset and personal growth is, is baked into everything that I teach in the business realm and the business coaching, because until we kind of just have this sense of, you know what, I'm going to show up, I'm going to, I'm enough, or at least I'm going to do it anyway. Like some kind of sense that this isn't going to stop me, it'll keep stopping you. And so working through whatever's coming up for you around that. One of my favorite things to do is journal. And so just really looking at what is the thing I'm saying to myself and noticing what that habit is, whatever that negative loop is in your mind, that story that you keep saying that's no longer serving you and, and asking yourself, like, is this really true? Is it really true that I'm totally unprepared to do this work. I'm totally not ready to start this business. And of course it's not true. <laughs> it's just some, something you're saying in your own brain. And then you have the opportunity to ask yourself, what's, what's more true than this? What's something that feels better? And a lot of times it's easier to start by looking at examples outside of yourself instead of saying like, I'm totally ready and confident and feel amazing because maybe you don't yet. But looking for examples like, there's people in your sphere or, you know, whether it's online or someone, you know, in person who's had success in this realm, probably as an entrepreneur in the same industry in a similar industry. And when you start realizing, Hey, this is possible and why not me? And I do have some 
interesting things to add. And you just kind of go from this place of openness and curiosity and it's not being so serious and, you know, my life is depending on this and, you know, all of that energy that we can get locked into. I think it lightens everything up and it enables us to move forward in a way that actually serves us and serves the people that we're meant to serve, that ripple out effect that all of our businesses have. Totally, totally. I, I agree with you 1000%. And I remember before I even switched my business into what it is now, I mean, I still do offer those freelancing services to clients, but now more focusing on the coaching and the courses and stuff like that. I just, before I even dabbled into that, thinking that this was a possibility, I had people coming to me saying, you know, how did you do what you did, Aubrey? I would love to learn about it. And I would send them a lot of like mindset books and mindset resources, like things like that. And they're like, no, 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 I, I want to know the business stuff. And I would remind them like, you have to start here. Like take it from me, someone who, who kind of stumbled through this and realized that yes, while business tacticals are important and I can give you those, I can give you the step-by-step of what you need to do to grow your freelancing business. Those things aren't going to matter if you don't have these things. And I think that's like one of those things where even, even myself, I think it was something that I did from the beginning too, where it was like, oh, I don't, you know, my mindset's good. Like I'm a positive person. Like I believe in myself. Like I know, you know, I'm, I feel confident, but these, these things that you have to do as a business owner constantly are pushing you to that, to that line where you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> like, you know, and, and I tell, I tell all my students too, it's like, I don't want you to ever think that like you, you will finally get to a point where you're like, I'm cured. You know, my mindset's great because every new experience, every new challenge that you come across, you're going to experience something else. And that's why mindset needs to become something that you work on daily because it's, it's not something where it's like one and done. It has to be that consistent thing. If you want to see it work in your favor and to your point about like that loop playing in your head, you know, think about it. We've for how many, ever, however long you've been alive, you've been telling yourself those same stories. And so if you want to rework and rewire some of that stuff in your brain, you have to be doing, you know, you have to be doing something daily in order to do it. And some of the stuff too, I, you know, I always, I, I feel like I have to stop doing this because I always say, it sounds really silly, but this is what I feel like will help you with your mindset. Like, you know, journaling and having a gratitude journal or success journal or some, you know, where you can look back on it. And I'm like, it seems silly, but it's really not because though it, you know, it's the minor things, it's the small daily things that you do, those shifts that will really make an impact in your business. It's so true. And it's not silly at all because in, you know, our sort of lizard brain, our survival mechanism, it, we have a negativity bias that when we look out into the world, we're supposed to see all the scary things, all the danger so that we can protect ourselves. This is our built into our physiology. And so it's not a silly thing at all to think about how can I start to retrain myself to, instead of looking around for all the stuff that's scary and bad, that I start picking out the stuff I'm grateful for, the stuff I'm good at, the stuff I'm excited about, the stuff that feels aligned with where I want to go, because we're not, we're literally not wired that way in our brain. And so we have to start cutting those new grooves and laying those new patterns so that we can move more towards what we want. And you're totally right. It has to be a daily thing. That's why so many people refer to it as a practice because you need Mm -hmm. to practice it every single day. And I know that that has served me tremendously in having that daily, daily practice, daily ritual to kind of anchor me into the truth of how I think everything works and try to vibe there as long as I can until, you know, the day inevitably derails me at one point or another. And then I got to bring myself back. Right. 
And I love how we talked on imposter syndrome because that's a big thing that I see with a lot of women in this space. Um, you know, particularly women. I think it's something that no matter what you know what business you're pursuing, whether it's freelancing, whether it's something else, the imposter syndrome is is something that is like par for the course. It's like you, it's inevitable. But another thing that I'm seeing coming up more recently is this compare comparison game, and. Mm-hmm someone else is doing what I'm doing. She's doing it better. You know, her services are better. She, you know, maybe her prices are better, you know, and them getting stuck in that and, and thinking if someone else is doing it, why should I be doing it? So I would love if you have any tips on that of how we can kind of overcome that. Cause that's something I know it's kept me stuck too. I, my word for this year, I, um, it took me a while actually to arrive at it, but and it's kind of, it's a hyphenated word. So it's technically two words, but I'm calling it one. It's all in. And that's something mm-hmm. that I, like, I think 2020 kind of taught me. I've held myself back, I think, from doing something because I see other women doing it. And um, this year, I'm really deciding to go all in and kind of keep the blinders on and stay focused in my lane. Because I know that by me holding myself back or getting stuck in that comparison game, uh, there's people who are missing out from from my gift. So I'd love for you to give me some advice, some advice because I know <laughs> It's something I'm working through right now, but I know that my, my women would love to hear from that as well. Yeah, I know. I've heard people refer to it as comparisonitis, like it's an mm-hmm. actual syndrome. And it's so hard not to, right? Especially when you're in the online space and it really is a very closed bubble. Once you get in there, you start realizing like you see these people and you they feel close to you, but they feel so far ahead. And something that I love to remind myself is that first of all, if you're seeing someone do something amazing and you feel like they're rocking it and their business is going so well, it means that it's possible, <laughs> right? Like if there was no one out there having success, that's what would be really scary. That would be a real obstacle to overcome because then you'd have to be the first one to rise up and do it. But the fact that there's people out there, there's proof. This experiment has played out favorably. And so that's really reassuring. And the next piece is, is there's no one else that's you. You could have the exact same menu of services as someone else and the exact same prices and everything, but there's, you're still two different people. So you're going to show up differently. You're going to handle things differently. You're going to say things differently. You're going to bring a different energy to it. And there's no one else like you. No one's had your, your history and your experiences and your schooling and your certifications and whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, good or bad, you're the one and only you. And so that's something that I think is really valuable because yeah, the, the industries that we're in, if you're a freelancer, if you're a VA, I mean, I'm a coach, <laughs> there's like, mm-hmm. there's hundreds, there's thousands, tens of thousands of other people out there doing the same thing, but there's no one else doing it the way you would do it. And there's people that need you specifically in their business. There's people that need you specifically to show up in the way that you're going to show up because it's how they need to receive it. And I'm sure, you know, you mentioned reading all the mindset and personal development books, a lot of them say the same thing, but it's really helpful to hear it again and again and again. And so there's room for everybody. And so if you show up being as authentically you as you can be, which is is really actually hard and confusing. I remember hearing that advice and I'm like, I think I am. Like, I don't know. It feels like And now I realize over the years, I've unpacked so many layers and brought more and more of myself into the picture and into the, you know, into my business. Then I, I didn't even realize I was, I was holding back and trying to be so professional and, you know, act like I was further along than I was. And so I think we all need to recognize that 
there's room for all of us and that this doesn't have to be this competitive sort of energy about it. It can be a celebration when you see another woman succeeding because, and I mean, and I'm saying this from like my highest vibing self here, of course, I like see people on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, they have 10 times the amount of followers that I do. Or I see someone, you know, kicking ass in business and I'm like, oh my goodness, like if only, when is that going to be me? And it's, it's hard not to go there, but when I can remind myself of, of the things I just shared, it helps me to remember that the world needs me. And so I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop myself just because I think someone else is doing something similar or better, whatever that means. Of course, like there's people that need exactly the way I'm going to bring it. And so don't stop yourself before you get there. Right. Like there's, there's no point in that. Cause it's all, it's again, it's that story in our head. Totally. Absolutely. Um, that's so true. I love that you brought up the, there's room for everybody. Cause I think that that's something that I'm kind of finding that there's some people who, who will preach that and will say, you know, there's room for everybody. But then when you, when you dig a little deeper and you see it, it's like, that's, that's not really what they stand by. They're, that's not how, how they are. And I know that for me, when I like, it is a challenging thing to, to accept that. Yes, there's going to be people out here doing the same thing. But when I've actually leaned into the collaboration and lifting other people up, it's only helped my business. So where some people are like, oh no, I can't, I can't promote somebody else. Or I can't say, you know, someone else is doing a really great job. When I do that, I see, I just see a ripple effect, not only in, in my business and their business. And that makes me feel good, but just like in, in myself and just open, like you talked about opening yourself up to the possibilities that that there is room for everybody out there and everybody has something special. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of all these experiences and the life journey that we've gone on, the different jobs that we've had, like that's, that's what makes us all special. Sometimes we want to wish that we didn't experience that, but that's what makes it, you know, I, I think about me being a teacher, like, I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have just arrived here sooner, but now I feel like that's an important asset that I bring not only to my clients, but to my students when I'm creating my courses. Like, I feel like I have a really good understanding of curriculum and how things should be structured and delivered. So I love that you, that you brought that up. Yeah. I think it's so important to remember and it's so interesting. And maybe you feel this way too. So much of what I share and I teach, it's, it's stuff I really do believe, but it's stuff that also feels really good to be reminded of and stuff I need to hear for myself. And so I feel so fortunate and privileged that I have a business and a platform where I'm able to do that. It's like the very stuff that fills me up and makes me feel the best is is the stuff that I'm able to talk about every day because it reminds me of all the things that that I really believe about how it works for us and and things are truly in our our favor and here and I think life is here to support us not hold us back or derail us or challenge us in in the way that we think it might so mm-hmm. I think that's it's good to have conversations like this and right like your podcast wouldn't exist if you if you didn't think of in that collaborative way Right. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears just a little bit here. We're going to talk about something I'm really excited to hear. I know my listeners are just going to like love this part. I mean, everything we've talked about has been great, but this idea of a three-day work week, I know you mentioned at the beginning when you were talking about your journey through business and how you wanted to start it. So talk to us about your three-day work week. What does that look like? Is it even possible for any of us? Like give us all the details here. Yeah, this is such a fun conversation. My three-day work week started as a very personal decision, um, I had just had my first daughter. She's six now, and 
when I was thinking about going back, my business wasn't at the level that it's at now, the level of success that it is. And I was thinking, do I even want to go, do I even want to work at all? I was pushing myself really hard, you know, stressed out, hustling, like loved the work I was doing and loved trying to figure it all out. But now that I had this new little baby, it suddenly didn't seem like the right way to be doing it. And so I took some time off after she was born and, and thought and asked myself, like, what would feel really good? How, how could I make this work? And this idea of a three-day work week came to me and that felt really good. I was like, oh, I'll work Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and not like crazy hours. I'm talking about like nine to four-ish. And, and that's what I'll do. And this was all just in my head, right? I didn't know if this would work. I just figured I'd try it. I'm like, I wasn't, the previous year I'd made $20,000 in my business. Like it wasn't much money. I'm like, how am I possibly going to make this at least this much or more working fewer hours? But I leaned into it because it felt really good. And so throughout that year, I, a lot of like, for lack of a better term, like downloads came. I realized I wanted to switch up my offers and switch up my business model and switch up my focus a little bit. I think after you become a mom, often there's a lot of changes that happen. And so this is what was occurring in conjunction with this three-day work week. And that's when I really stepped into this concept of coaching. And I realized that I was feeling for the first time ever that I was really clear about the path forward. And I thought, if I could help other women do this, if they could have a sounding board, me, to help them navigate this, that would be so useful. And at the time, I only felt like I was one step ahead of them, but I'm like, that's enough. That's enough space to help them. And so I started with the coaching in the last few months of that year, I had made my, like as much money as I had made in the previous whole year. So I was like, there's something to this. I'm really stepping into something here. And then in 20, so that was 2015, right after my daughter was born, the next year was my first six figure year in my business while having a three-day work week. And ever since it's been that, that level and growing. And so when I looked at what was working, it's like, oh, okay, what are some of the things that changed here for me? And I realized I just started showing up differently instead of approaching my business like this scrappy solopreneur trying to figure out everything and use the free or cheapest version of every software I could find and do all, all the things myself. Like I, this was before you could like sign up for amazing Squarespace. Squarespace didn't exist. I like coded my own WordPress website, which is not my zone of genius or what I enjoy doing at all. Um, so I just realized I, if I wanted to grow this business, I had to start acting and thinking like a successful business owner. And so I hired a VA at the time, I think it was like five to 10 hours a month that I hired her for, but it got my foot in the door of like thinking about outsourcing. And oh, I hit the mic, hopefully didn't make a noise. And then, um, and I started thinking about how I wanted to use my time and just things started to unlock for me and open up for me. And one of the biggest changes I made, a really practical change is I switched to an a B week schedule. So I worked with all of my coaching clients on my A week. My B week was totally open, lots of space for content creation and projects and just like the big picture stuff, which is what one of the most common questions I, you know, a lot of people get. And I know that doesn't work for everybody, um, but you can apply the concept in different ways, like A B days during your week. So one day is in, you know, a work day, another, you know, for your clients and and you have other days where it's more working on your own business. And so that, that really helped in thinking about time blocking. And 
like the practical schedule stuff started to arrive as I stepped into this next level energy. And so that's been since then, you know, the first couple of years, it was just sort of like, this is what I'm doing and it's working for me. And obviously I started talking about it in interviews like this and with my clients and suddenly it became this like hallmark for my brand. And a lot of people started finding me and wanting to work with me specifically because they saw that I was creating my life and my business in a way that was really aligned for me. And so that's been a really exciting journey to have this three-day work week kind of open up the conversation to how you can create the life you want. And yes, business is amazing. And I love talking about that. And I've got lots of business tools and business programs to help people, but it's ultimately under this big umbrella of you can have the life you want, because that's what I think it's all about. It's like this big, long journey is all about just recognizing and honoring and stepping into the fact that we are the creators of our lives and that we can, we can have the life that we want. And so my three-day work week has been sort of an, an emblem for people, I guess, of, you know, a symbol of that they can have the life that they want. And, and my clients, obviously not all of them have a three-day work week. I really encourage people to find the schedule that works best for them and their lifestyle and their family and their business and all of those factors. But it is, um, it is a great conversation starter and a great, um, a great place to begin. Because I think if we, if we just dive into our business and think about, you know, all the things we need to do. It's like, it can, it can become a monster. It can take over our lives because we constantly feel like we're never doing enough. And I know a lot of women struggle with healthy boundaries around their time and their energy and all of that. And so beginning the conversation with, you know, what's the schedule that would feel good to you and how can you create a business that aligns with that really creatively about how to leverage our time and our energy and create, create, and still create the success that we want to create. I love that you talked about how creating a life that we love and that's, it aligns so, so beautifully with why I do what I do is because I want moms particularly to know that it doesn't have to be one or the other. They don't have, they don't have to choose. They can be a really incredible mom. They can also have a really great successful business. It's not this all or nothing thing. It can be a both thing. You can have both. And that leads right into my next question about this balancing act, especially as moms. I think that this is an important topic to touch on because I know that that's something that a lot of women struggle with is this balance. How do, how do I balance the successful career and the momming life and doing all the things and running the house? And I think because as moms, like we feel like we have to have this control. I know that this was something that I had to let go of and, I, and I'm still learning to because we like things done a certain way. I know, you know, with my kids, with my house, with different things, I like things done a certain way and relinquishing some of that control to someone else, like my spouse, um, was really hard because as much as he would try to do it the way that I would do it, no one, no one can do it exactly the way, but it's releasing that control is I, it doesn't need to be done, you know, this certain way, if it's done, done is better than perfect. That's the way I kind of like to look at it and rationalize it in my head. So I don't freak out over little, little small <laughs> things, but how, how do we balance that? Do you have any tips for moms who are trying to do both the things, trying to have the schedule that works for them in their business, but also being mom, I know you mentioned, you know, working nine to four, how do, how do you do that? Do you have the help and, and all those things? Yeah, I think it, I think you said the important piece here that allowing yourself to receive help is kind of underscores all of this, because if you're trying to do all the things for your kids and your house and your partner and your business 
and still maybe take a shower once in a while. <laughs> like it just becomes overwhelming. So when I first started my three-day work week, I mean, I had an, a, an infant, really tiny. And so we do have family in the area. My mom was here um, in our house watching her. So that felt, that felt really safe and easy. And so, I mean, that's an, it, you know, right now, now with the pandemic, like our options for getting outside help are a little different. And so right now, I think it's a real lesson in giving ourselves a little grace and recognizing that it won't always be like this. And when the pandemic first shut everything down, like I was homeschooling my girls and my week looked very different. I was working just a couple hours um, most days of the week because that's just the time I had available and I could coordinate with my husband. And so I think asking for help and starting to think about that next level you, how would she be functioning in her schedule? What would she allow herself to receive? And honestly, one of the first things I invested in when I was outsourcing things was I hired cleaners to come to our house because I, rec I first of all, I don't love cleaning. Second of all, I knew other people would do it much better than me. It would free up my time, my energy, my, my brain space, because it would be like, oh God, the house isn't clean. I really shouldn't sit down and write this blog post, all that crap that goes on. And when I really thought about it, I'm like, and in doing this, we have female cleaners. I'm supporting women in business. I'm supporting other women. And so it was, this became this like bigger picture, pay it forward kind of situation. And so not that everyone can immediately step into those things, but start thinking about what would next level you do? What would she allow herself to do for her family, for herself, for her business and start pick one thing and try it, right? Like I remember for a long time, I was still doing, I was doing my own grocery shopping. And now a lot more people have opened up the idea of grocery delivery again, because of the pandemic, but it took me a while to realize, Hey, it can take me, you know, like I can do it 20 minutes on my phone. And then when the groceries arrive, take 10 minutes to put them away half hour, or I can spend, you know, 15 minutes driving to the store and an hour shopping 15 minutes back. And then 15 minutes putting them away. It just, it didn't make sense anymore. And it, when you start looking at it from the perspective of that slightly more evolved or expanded you, it becomes easier to see where you're kind of where you're denying yourself stuff that you don't have to deny yourself. And maybe you're like, oh, I would love a full-time nanny. Maybe that's not a possibility for a number of reasons right now, but could you figure out how to maybe coordinate schedules with the next door neighbor's daughter who's, you know, home from school and she could come over a couple hours, a couple days a week and give you, a, you know, some time to sit down at your computer uninterrupted. Like there's creative solutions when you give yourself permission to stop thinking that it has to be this way. I can't do it any other way. I'm the only one who can do it. Again, we keep coming back to the stories, right? Those are all the stories. And when you start asking yourself better questions, like how would I handle this if I had a six-figure business? Or how would I handle this if I you know, was full up with clients and didn't have to worry about getting clients or making money? Because the worrying stuff, the guilt stuff, all of that negative energy isn't helping us in our businesses or our lives or our families or any of it. And so I, I like to, I, I do a lot of like future self visualizations, meditations where I try to tap into that like 
deep inner knowing that's just so much more clear and grounded about this kind of stuff and allow those answers to arrive for me and then move forward as best I can from that place. So, so good. That's one of the um, first like main modules in my course I teach. It's like the foundational level. And we do a lot of like future casting and future self and visualization. And that's, it's such a hard place for people to go. It's such a, like, it's so hard to like take yourself out of your place that you're in and think like, what would, what would, how would this person act? Or what would my life look like if I could pick it? But that's really where you need to cast your vision. So you're not staying small. You're not staying stuck in the same place because the possibilities are truly endless. I know like it's again, like it sounds silly. It sounds like a lot of fluff, but it truly is the place that you need to be acting from and where your business foundation needs to be. I always refer to like the mindset stuff, this, this visualization stuff. It's like the foundation of your house. And if that foundation is not strong, when the storms come, when the obstacles come, your house is going to sway. You're going to, you know, you might have some, your the siding fall off, the windows break. If you have that strong foundation, it's going to stand firm. So it's super important, I think, to really take the time to do this, even though it's like, no, I want to get to the business stuff. I want to get to exactly what I need to do. Tell me exactly what I need to do. And it's, it does all come back to this mindset work, these, these foundational things that a lot of people would like to, to jump over, to jump past, to get to that next step. But they might find if they do that, that when the obstacles come, it, it's going to push them back or they're going to falter. So I, I hear you 100% on that. It's, um, that's the foundational level of one of my programs too, for our more aspiring new entrepreneurs is that we talk about your vision and your why and your mindset, and then layer on top of that, your schedule and incremental upgrades you can make. And, and then we start thinking about your goals and more practical sort of tools to get you there. But you're so right. It is like that foundation. And, and also I will add that if you give it a try and open up to it, you start feeling better immediately. <laughs> you start mm-hmm. feeling better. And I think that's a really great sign that you're moving in the right direction. Because if you just jump into the business stuff and you feel all harried and rushed and like, oh, stressed out all the time, that's not going to help you create like a clear and confident, successful business. It's just the energy doesn't match. But if you can get yourself vibing at the energy of where you want to go, it smooths out the journey a bit more. It becomes, you know, I used to listen to Abraham Hicks a lot. They talk about the path of least resistance. It becomes that path of least resistance for you. And it just sort of begins to line up. Not that everything's easy or everything's handed to you, but you can come at it from a place that is more joyful and having more fun. And when something does come up for you, you see it as a lesson instead of like this indication that you're doing it wrong or a failure or whatever, whatever your ego might be saying to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love that you mentioned this whole thing about a feeling. It's you start feeling, but I think that's so hard for us. Like, especially in a world where like a lot of things we can get instantly, we want to see those practical, like tangible things. We want to see those instantly. And so sometimes like the feeling it's like, okay, I feel good, but am I, you know, but we have to lean into that, right? Like it has to be this feeling first and then, you know, the actions will follow. So I so appreciate you coming on today, Kaylin, and sharing all this with us. It was so, so good. I know that my listeners are just going to love this episode and I know they're going to want to come connect with you and learn more about you and everything that you have to offer. So I would love it if you would share where we can find you, where we can learn more about you. 
Sure. Yeah. I would absolutely love it. If the stuff I'm sharing is resonating, I've got lots of support, <laughs> free support available. Um, if you're interested in the three-day work week information, I have my free three-day work week schedule. It's a guidebook that gives you a look at my schedule day by day, hour by hour, and also shares tips and tricks and some mindset stuff to help you make this work for you and your business and your family. The best place to get that is at my website. That's kaylinasher.com. It's right there on the homepage. You cannot miss it. I'm also on Instagram, kaylin.asher, and share lots of this stuff there as well. And I have a free Facebook group called the Three Day Workweek Group, and it's a really great place. We've got almost 5,000 5, women in there, I think now. And um, it's a great place to connect with me and the other members and have conversations like we had today. Well, I appreciate it so much. I know they're going to want to connect with you and we'll link all that up in the show notes so they can go click it and, and join and go download all the, all the good stuff. So I appreciate you so much and thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Aubrey. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.